From beanies to carry bags and from shoes to caps, browse our shop now at tntradio.live. Interviews, news, and views. You're listening to State of the Nation on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. Well, it's time for Hour 2 of State of the Nation. I am Steve Hook, broadcasting live from central New Jersey, right on the shore. And there's my buddy, Brian Hesher-McLean. He's in central Texas. And yes, uh, Hesh, we have another solid hour to go and a good one. Um, and uh, we look forward to uh, another uh, another big hour. Um, listen, we were talking with uh, Dawn Marie there about some of these uh, issues that have really divided the nation, obviously, and, and intentionally so. I still uh, maintain that we are being intentionally divided by the powers that be. Uh, and here's an example of that. Did you hear about the Fannie Willis speech that she gave in the church? Now, this is unbelievable. Fannie Willis, of course, is uh, the DA in Atlanta. She's prosecuting uh, Trump, and she's the one that hired this uh, prosecutor that really has no real experience in trial law. I mean, he's basically a, uh, uh, I guess you'd just call him, a, he, he handles traffic offenses and whatnot. Nevertheless, he's making more than the top RICO lawyers that work for the state of Georgia right now by about $100 an hour. He bills $250 an hour, and the top RICO attorney in Georgia that works for the DA makes $150 an hour. And that got called out. Mark Roman, of course, uh, is one of the uh, defendants that Fannie Willis has gone after. He's a former Trump associate, and he brought it up. And boy, Hesher, I mean, this was such a huge story when he brought it up. But now Fannie is saying, get this, they, they only attacked one, she says. She said she hired three of her friends and very good attorneys, yet they only attacked one. But God, but no, God isn't. Isn't it them that's playing the race card? That's the question. In other words, the one attorney that people are talking about is the one she's sleeping with, who happens to be a black attorney. The other two, I guess, are white. And she's saying that raising hell about this guy is is racist. Did you, did, did you see that, Hash? Yeah, what what a uh, double inverted uh, sort of psyop response that is. I mean, it's like you participate and do in and do something immoral and outside the realms of what you should be doing under your elected position, and then you want to say that you you're only being called out on it. You're being called out on your immorality and illegality is uh, racism. I mean, it's uh, staggering. It's staggering and it's not shocking. It's such a go-to card. I love the way she tries to turn it around and say, well, you guys are playing the race card. Well, I'll tell you what, Fanny, if you were sleeping with the other two guys, I think we'd call you out on that too. Uh, so if if you're only sleeping with one of them, guess what? That's the one that's going to get called out. Uh, you've also been on vacations with the guy. It's so ugly. And I think the big question is, how long is this case going to you know, going to remain in effect. I think she's going to have to get out of this case if they want to proceed at all. Even an Obama appointed former uh, state's attorney in Georgia. Uh, and I don't have his name in front of me, uh, but I saw on the news yesterday, last night that he was saying, yeah, she needs to recuse herself from this case, hand it off to somebody else, or just uh, cash in the chips and say, we're not even going to proceed because this is very a very bad look, but that she would go and play the race card like this is just so utterly despicable. By the way, just real quick before we get to before we get to Ruck is here, 
on another front, th- the hits just keep on coming. The Biden approval, we touched on this in the first hour, Bi- Bi- Biden approval rating plummets to a 15-year low. So in other words, in the last 15 years, no president has had numbers as bad as Biden's are right now. President Biden's approval rating plummeted to the lowest on record for a U.S. president in the last 15 years, according to ABC News Ipsos poll. Biden's approval rating sits at just 31%. Uh, and again, this is ABC Ipsos, just 18% approve of how Biden is handling immigration. And it kind of makes you wonder, how can it even be that high? But uh, boy, oh boy, man, between Fannie Willis, uh, between uh, 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 Barack Obama, hello, there's a Freudian slip, and and Joe Biden, <laughs> things are just getting very, very ugly for that side of the aisle. Yeah, they are. I'm starting to think that um, the... Uh obama appointed you know fill in the blank sort of people that are circulating around right now in our political and judicial realms are not near as bad as the biden appointed ones it's like you look at some of the 2a decisions and it's like biden appointees are just insane they're absolutely insane like they will sit there and and just break the law openly violate people's civil rights and constitutional rights um, but the Obama ones, I think they've probably been in the system long enough that they have, you know, a, a proven network around them and they're not as um, on the strings for the insane stuff that we see out of the Biden appointed ones. So there's that. Um, yeah. And going back really quickly to Wade there, I think what we call that kind of lawyer here is an ambulance chaser. That's and, it. Uh, That's what I was it's, looking for. It's starting to feel like something out of that spinoff show from Breaking Bad, basically. Um, you're taking like a Saul sort of character and just infusing him with tons of cash. And you saw him go out and buy lavish vacations for his girlfriend and a hundred thousand dollar car and a really, really expensive looking, gaudy, ugly suit. So yeah, and then Biden's <laughs> approval rating. The fact that 18% still approve uh, to me just says there's a lot of bots in that system there. Those are probably non-human clicks that are happening uh, because everybody knows, at least if you don't know by now, you're not doing any research. You have no uh, rear view mirror politically. Uh, You're just a little bit politically illiterate. Uh, Biden has been violating people's civil rights, been acting in racist ways, lying, um, in, you know, uh, him and Harris behind the crime bills that imprisoned so many black people under three strikes, you're out that shouldn't have been, you know, for nonviolent crimes and yeah. such like that. So um, how he got uh, voted into office in the first place? Well, did he get voted into office in the first place? Mm, I don't know. I would only say this, that I agree with you. Everything you just said, it does seem like the Obama appointees are a little bit more circumspect, circumspect about some of this stuff that said, who's to say Barack Obama isn't picking Biden's appointees. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. (laughs) That's where we've come from. Uh, for all the latest community events, rallies, marches, festival, fets, uh, you know, fundraisers happening near you. Well, you need to visit the What's On Events calendar at the TNT website. That's tntradio.live. Stay in touch with TNT. The latest headlines waiting for you. I follow the news pretty much throughout the day. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. 
Okay, well, recent events involving Boeing aircraft has exposed a growing trend of diversity initiatives, go figure, inside the airline industry and the U.S. Federal Aviation Administration, the FAA, is coming under scrutiny for its stated efforts to hire people with mental disabilities. Boy, that'll uh, you'll fly safer knowing that. Here with the story, TNT Radio News producer Adam Clark, a.k.a. Ruckus. Ruckus, um... I don't want diversity when it comes to flying my plane or, uh, you know, building my plane. But apparently I'm on the wrong side of history, I guess. What's going on here, man? How dare you? Uh, yeah, no, all kidding aside, it would appear that the federal government is not keen or concerned with safety, uh, but rather Feel good tactics, uh, maybe because it is an election season. Who knows? This is dangerous. Uh, Americans were stunned, stunned, I hope so, on Sunday afternoon after Fox News reported that the FAA, the Federal Aviation Administration, which is, of course, overseen by uh, Secretary Pete Buttigieg's Transportation Department, they rolled out a new diversity and inclusion program with uh, goals to hire people with things like, you know, uh, quote, severe intellectual disability, end quote, uh, along with, quote, psychiatric disability, end quote, among various other disabilities. This is just days after the latest midair near disaster involving a Boeing 737 MAX, which has heightened the public's attention to the potentially deadly impact of woke DEI policies in the skies. Uh, if you go to the FAA's website, you can read, quote, because diversity is so critical, FAA actively supports and engages in a variety of associations, programs, coalitions, and initiatives to support and accommodate employees from diverse communities and backgrounds, end quote. The federal organization also stated that its workforce needs to proportionately represent the ethnicities of the United States. Quote, the mission of the FAA involves securing the skies of a diverse nation. It only makes sense that the workforce responsible for that mission reflects the nation that it serves, end quote. Through its special program, the FAA has the stated goal of facilitating, quote, career development, formal and informal mentoring, diversity, inclusion, and social interaction, end quote. Uh, it, it's got some of the usual stuff, the a swath of gender and race-specified programs, uh, as well as, quote, targeted disabilities, end quote. So what have we got? Uh, among the disabilities, uh, we've got dwarfism, vision problems, hearing loss, uh, but we've also got listed from the FAA, quote, complete paralysis, epilepsy, severe intellectual disability, end quote. And I already mentioned, quote, psychiatric disability, end quote. Uh, Elon Musk wrote on X, what everybody's thinking, quote, do you want to fly in an airplane where they prioritize the DEI hiring over your safety? That is actually happening, end quote. And of course, uh, there was this report from Fox News wherein the FAA told Fox News Digital, quote, the FAA employs tens of thousands of people for a wide range of positions from administrative roles to oversight and execution of critical safety functions. Like many large employers, the agency 
proactively seeks qualified candidates from as many sources as possible, all of whom must meet rigorous qualifications. That, of course, will vary by position, end quote. Well, here's hoping they're not hiring people who cannot see or hear to fly their planes. What do you guys think about this one? How dare you, Ruckus? <laughs> That's so ableist of you to say. I can't believe you just said that on live television. My goodness. I mean, who do you think you are? Um, you know, some jobs are too big to fail. I will say that. But, you know, as an American who wants to have good social credit, I will say I I support um, all spurgy, blind, deaf, autist, epileptic dwarves that want to fly my plane. That's amazing. You do you, boo. We definitely need you flying our planes. Uh, maybe you could be the person that uh, you could even work on the plane. Perhaps you could be the person that puts the rivets in, that hold the side of the freaking plane on. Because uh, we see, do see those <laughs> flying off. And I'm assuming that those have been put on by people that can see. So uh, maybe I would prefer the spurgy, blind, deaf, autistic, epileptic dwarf putting the siding on my airplane that I'm going to be flying on. Um, you know, this is this is ridiculous, man. I mean, it, uh, if you look at... Um, Go go online and, and look up the Alaska uh, Gay Pride Airport performance. I mean, um, and see just how far, just how far these giant corporate entities that are taking our tax dollars, our COVID money, because they're too big to fail, right? And, and spending it in this manner. I've flown many hundreds of thousands of miles in my day. I've, before all this stupid stuff started happening, uh, flying the rainbow skies, there was never a problem if you had a flight attendant who was homosexual or, you know, weird or, you know, not normal, whatever. You know, it was it was no big deal. No one cared. No one cared. We've never had an issue with this. But now you sit on a Southwest flight, you get the right flight and you're going to get a performance. What feels like a gay comedy performance. OK, um people just want to get to where they're going and they want to get there safely they don't want the side of the plane getting sucked out they don't want you know what i mean i saw the, the in all seriousness i saw the ceo of boeing sitting down and talking about looking at that same flight that we talked about last week on this show where a panel got sucked off mid-flight and he was almost in tears he was like you know i thought about my grandkids i thought about you know this kind of how badly this could have gone um yeah. you know it's you know this focusing on this stuff is ridiculous the air the air industries you ceos uh you better take a good look in the mirror yeah uh yeah i'm sense i i sensed a little sarcasm in your response there hash just a touch <laughs> but uh, i i would just you know listen maybe we don't let the blind folks fly the planes but maybe they can be the traffic controllers i, I don't know i'm just trying to find a find a niche for all of these folks um well, this is what happens, isn't it? I mean, this is what happens when you play the victim versus victimizer uh, uh, blame game. Um, now, all of a sudden, in order to prove it, um, we're going to hire people that are not necessarily qualified, but by God, they they have the right uh, type of ailment or you know immutable characteristic uh, that, that we're looking for. So while everyday Americans, we don't live under the Chinese system of the social credit score, it certainly does seem like more and more of our corporate entities are trying to fall in line here. Uh, it's absurd. I suspect that it'll go away with a new administration, but it'll only go away for a little while uh, because the next time you get a, a Uber 
uh, progressive in the White House uh, or in any position of power, FAA head or whatever, they're going to push this crap again. So th- th- this is th- this is this is where the Democratic Party is leading uh, their their uh, like like the Pied Piper of progressives. Just we need to concentrate on diversity. We need to concentrate on diversity. Who's flying the plane? It better not be a white cis male. That's all I'm saying. I mean, it's just so stupid that it just beggars belief. But and it, all the and all the young America, mothers and all the young mothers and fathers on the plane are now simply saying, Steve. Oh God! Please don't have a panel fall off and suck my baby out the, you know, into the vacuum of thirty thousand yeah. feet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, look, I, I'm all for, uh, you know, hiring the best people at whatever way, regardless of their ailment. But when it starts coming to public safety, I'm not going to say I want to. I need brain surgery, but only if it's a blind, deaf, mute surgeon. That's the only way I'll accept. I mean, we need those no. too. Yeah, we yeah, have to have we, those. We have to support those, those people. <laughs> All right, Ruckus. Any other ableisms you want to throw our way? I'm gonna play it safe. <laughs> no, thank you. Take care. Yeah, you better stand down. I'll I'll take the flack on this one, fellas. You're watching State of the Nation at today's news talk. TNT Radio's Hervoy Morich. Approximately six hundred and fifty thousand Ukrainian men aged 18 to 60 have left Ukraine for Europe since the start of the war. It's a tough spot if your country is being invaded. Uh, that's one thing and you're a, a male and a citizen. Um, but you know, if the war, if it's a globalist war, I, I wouldn't want to participate <laughs> in these banker globalist wars. And most of them just uh, are. Pervoy Morich on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. God's truth is enduringly true throughout all the generations. It transcends culture. The church is always going to be an embattled people. If it's swimming with the tide, it's not being the church of Jesus Christ. Look to the past, learn from the past, because the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. China has more than 200 confirmed cases of coronavirus, it's called. The entire state of California ordered to stay at home. That's 40 California has some of the strictest policies leveled against churches. Gavin Newsom's executive order threatens jail time and a $1,000 a day fine. Government stopping people from going to church, Dr. Fauci. When I went into the White House, when I sat in on the task force meetings, was a shocking level of gross incompetence. The mortality rate from the virus was 0.2%. You know, 99.8% survival, rather than the three or 4% mortality that the, the people are saying at the time. The culture and the understanding of the people of Grace Church has always been, not only do you obey government, but you honor government. Thousands of people in the streets, but you can't have church. The hypocrisy of letting people riot it helped us all understand one thing. This is not what they say it is. By meeting, we're testifying the government has no jurisdiction here. I was arrested and driven to a maximum security prison. The government has obviously uh, turned up the heat on churches. My daddy. (laughs) When the churches fall silent, the only religion left is the state. We needed to make a biblical statement because we always put ourselves under the authority of the Word of God. LA County threatened Pastor John MacArthur with jail time and arrest. We were going to be sued. 
They wanted Grace Church shut down. We wanted to go on the offensive and attack the health order as unconstitutional. This wasn't about health and safety. This was all about control and opposition to religious freedom. As the government gets more corrupt and more corrupt, snitches get rewards. Its totalitarian control has to increase. And you have to have a mask on. And as they shut down any attacks against them, this is not about freedom or personal choice. The last thing standing is going to be the church. Today's News Talk Radio. Come on, let the man talk. We never censor our hosts. Good. Now, talk. Uncensored News. Today's News Talk Radio. TNT. Snitches get stitches. That's who gets what? Not rewards. My goodness. (laughs) Go definitely check that out. All right. One of the most important fights in what some of my colleagues and I have dubbed the daily shooter phenomena is the fight for understanding is the fight for truth, context, clarity, the fight for unfiltered information, in particular with regards to the shooters in these cases, the levels of trauma in these people as they pertain to their pharmacology, their their psychology, and whether or not the murderer is experiencing a chronic traumatic encephalopathy. I don't know if I pronounced that right, it's a big word, a CTE for you and me, Um, caused by repetitive head trauma, Um, all kinds of repetitive traumas. We don't understand these things about any of these people. And joining us now to speak about this is Sheila Matthews from ablechild.org. Please go to ablechild.org and read the entire website. Please go there. Please read the entire website, especially if you're of the mindset of, Oh, the media says something terrible happened, so the government should further clamp down on our rights. We need the government to step in and fix this. We have such a vast network of smart people, psychologists, um, you name it. We can learn a lot from ablechild.org. Sheila Matthews, welcome to the show. It's great to see you. Um, Start us off with um, sort of a... uh, Oh, I'm trying not to use a word that would sound morbid. Um, I'll just go for it. Start us with a postmortem on the Robert Card case. Sure. Thank you, first of all, for having Able Child on again. I am honored to be with people who want to get to the bottom of these mass killings. So Able Child has been investigating the overall approach to the main mass killing where Robert Card was treated by the military and he was transferred to a private psychiatric facility in Katona, New York called Four Winds. So we have not heard from the treating psychiatrists or the referring psychologists from the military. What we have now here in the state of Maine is a real conflict of very conflicted interests and really a constitutional crisis in the state of Maine because the governor has issued, has created this advisory panel or this investigative panel that was supposed to get to the bottom of all the facts relating to the mass shooting or killing, as I refer to it. 
but it's been bogged down because the uh, outside attorneys have um, served the state with um, retain your records, which is a good thing for the public. Uh, so they are bogged down with legal uh, problems. But the big thing for the public to understand is that the governor gave all our rights to this small committee. So it gave it subpoena power. It gave it all powers of all three branches of government to this select com committee where she picked out the members. And Able Child has written about a couple of the members that she selected, which are actually the worst of the worst. I mean, one psychiatrist is doing uh, electric uh, electric shock treatment on patients. That's barbaric, and that's been up against uh, uh, up in front of the Supreme Court by victims of uh, electric shock treatment. And he's also prescribing drugs, the same one that killed the Friends star, uh, Matthew Perry, um, ketamine, and uh, which is a, hallucin a hallucination drug. Um, and is been warned not to be treated by um, the FDA uh, for use in psychiatric patients. So that's her committee. Uh, so we are stymied in the state of Maine with uh, no further action um, regarding that investigation. So we're in we're mired down again in one of these mass killings. And um, you know, Able Child also contacted um Uvalde has not issued its final report in that mass killing in Texas. So they're withholding data from the public. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, Sheila, uh, of course they are. If you ever want to not get to the bottom of something, assign a blue ribbon government panel and you'll make sure to get no information. Listen, we're going to take a quick headline, but when we get back on the other side, Sheila, I want to discuss not just the Robert Card case, but why this these mass shootings happen and the government always trains their eyes on one thing, and that's the gun and not the mental health. So we'll kind of get your take on that. On the other side, you're watching State of the Nation on today's News Talk TNT. What brings you here? News Talk Radio. TNT Radio News. For TNT, this is James O'Neill. A deadly Arctic blast will continue sweeping across the U.S. on Monday and linger through at least midweek, subjecting nearly 100 million Americans to weather warnings while prolonging a bitter cold that has killed four people already. Alexei Tarasenko, commander of Kiev's 5th Assault Brigade, has disclosed that the average age of soldiers in the Ukrainian army exceeds 40 years, highlighting the military's urgent need for younger recruits. Don't miss a thing. Be sure to download the TNT radio app from either the Apple App Store or Google Play so you can easily listen live to us anywhere, anytime. Available right now to download. Keeping you up to speed on TNT radio. Welcome back to State of the Nation. Joining us now, uh, rejoining us now, is Sheila Matthews. She, of course, from Able Child. Uh, Sheila, thank you for hanging in through the uh, through the headline there. As I was mentioning before, it seems that uh, you know what gets the uh, the uh, political mustard here is the gun. They never want to focus on the uh, on mental health, and I suspect you have a, 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 a you probably have some suspicion as to why they won't. But it does seem to be more obvious the more of these things that we hear about, almost to a man or woman, every one of these shooters 
has a history of red flags and mental health issues, whether it's psychology or pharmacology, as Escher mentioned, who knows? But they've all they all fall under pretty much the same umbrella. And yet the the government, especially the left, wants to say this is why we need more common sense gun laws. Common sense gun laws aren't going to keep anybody from using a gun if they are, you know, if, if they've got psych- psychological issues. Right. Well, they never focus on that. Right. We never hear about the psychiatric treatment of uh, the killer. And the guns are a way to deflect or direct uh, a misdirect. And so the guns are under attack throughout the country. In Connecticut, Remington Steel was put out of business because of the Sandy Hook mass killings. But we come to find that there was a whole lot of corruption in the police state there. The FBI investigated them and they were selling drugs from the police station uh, imported from China. And there were several police officers that were let go. So there's a corruption problem. And then there's the billion dollar behavioral health industry. And that's the reason why they want to focus on the guns, because the state is protecting the vendors. So we have behavioral health vendors that run the foster care system, that run the prison system, that work in our school system. So these contracts are worth billions of dollars. The gun industry is is actually not as, it doesn't have as much money as the pharmaceutical and the behavioral health vendors do. So it's easy to put them out of business. They're under attack. And Able Child has just developed a PSA that you can find on our website under articles. It's uh, really illustrates the attack on the guns. And uh, so we're very concerned here. Yeah. Um, and we really appreciate your work. Once again, I always mention that when you're on, it's such an important website, ablechild.org. And you know, um, people of Maine and people of Texas, your attention right now, um, these are two of the biggest cases that we've seen. Um, t- people of Tennessee, uh, this goes for you as well. Uh, I could rattle off a number of other states, but it, you know everybody's short-term memory is so short. I'll stick with those three for now. This sort of committee building that Sheila's talking about is undermining your constitutional rights. A hundred percent. That's what it's being used for. It's being used to divert attention away from the culprit here, which is the the federal government and state governments who are... Um, running cover, many of them as useful idiots because they're drinking their own Kool-Aid here, but they are running cover for that billion-dollar mental health industry, big pharma, and all of these interests that you rightly point out have so much more money than anything in the gun industry. I mean, look at the NRA right now. They're tied up in some stupid lawsuit, completely wasting their time, feckless, useless organization, while organizations like Gun Owners of America and Firearm Policy Coalition are out there having to do extremely hard work to fight for people's rights. And the media comes into play here too. Um, They are not doing investigative reporting in Uvalde. I know people that went to Uvalde. I'm here in Texas. I know people that went down there and checked that place out and, and got kicked out of every police station and had tough conversations with everybody. And something is being withheld from us there, something big. 
Same with Tennessee, same with Maine. And I mean, Sheila, what's at stake if we keep allowing um, uh, politicized committees to come through and a media to back them to, to not allow the American public the transparency that they require in this regard? Well, a total lack of um, access. We can't have access to our own government. I have found that in my investigative work in Sandy Hook. You know, we were not able to get the documents we needed. We weren't able to get involved in some of the hearings that we needed to get involved in. And uh, they are really... um, protecting this industry. I mean, Able Child's been kicked out of more meetings. I have to tell you, you know, we we participated in um, mental health transformation grants all the way back to George Bush. We worked on legislation in the No Child Left Behind Act. And uh, we've tried to muscle our way into the rooms, but, um, you know, it's it's broadcasters like you, TNT, and it's it's your show um, that makes it possible that we're getting the word out, you know. Without you guys, w- you know, we're doomed because it's a monopoly. You know, we're asking for a seat at the table, and it's important work that we're doing. We, we are volunteers. We don't get salaried. Able Child is is a nonprofit. And we have a lot of work this year. We're actually flying to Tennessee to work with lawmakers. Our job is to educate people on the link between these psychiatric drugs and the uh, dangerous, violent acts that that the patients are, are experiencing. Um, and it's no fault of their own. Um, honestly, it's a lack of informed consent. Some of these people start out as wonderful people, um, like Robert Card. He was in the military. He sought help. And like you said, he had, um, you know, um, they've sent his brain off now to the University of Boston to investigate if he had a concussion um, from training people how to throw hand grenades. So um, we're, we're, there's a lot at stake here, and they're writing the legislation. So Able Child would like a seat at the table. Uh, we're very friendly to work with, with both Republicans and Democrats. We've also worked with the Green Party and the Libertarians. Yeah. Well, you see, you're not going to get a seat at the table because the old adage, follow the money, comes into play here. And these psychiatric, uh, I mean, I hope you do get a seat at the table and we're going to do everything we can to help pull the chair for you. But I I, I just, it, it, it does seem, the more and more I do this show and the more stories I hear about uh, stuff like what went down in Tennessee with the manifesto and all that. Uh, I'm becoming more curmudgeonly in my day. And, and, and that's what I don't like. And I don't like to feel that way. So I think people do need to take a good look at the mental health. Do you think it's going to happen? Are you getting any green sprouts of, uh, positivity here, Sheila, before we let you go? I think it is going to happen. I I do. I believe the time has come and it's just become so obvious, you know, and it's like um, important. I I do believe it's going to happen. I didn't fight this long and this hard to give up. Uh, You know, Able Child's doing a wonderful event coming up in uh, February. We're going to be giving out uh, human rights awards um, to Joe Hoff. He's opened the door for me, Stephen K. Bannon and James O'Keefe, which I, you you know, you know, God has put me in a position where I want to be useful for the American people. 
And, um, you know, so I'm, I'm praying for a seat at that table. I think it can be important. People can sign our petition to get a federal hearing. We need 10,000 signatures. We just launched it. So you just go right on our website. And um, it's, it's really people like you opening the door to have a conversation, you know, uh, about the importance of informed consent and uh, psychiatric drugs. We can't continue on this path. Yeah, good. Uh, good. Well, I'm glad that you uh, you mentioned that because that's exactly we do need people to get. Uh, well, they need to get informed. Is frankly uh, what they need to do, and you can do that, folks, by going to ablechild.org. Ablechild.org. Everything you need is right there. Sheila Matthews, thank you so much for the hard work you do. I know, and your whole team as well. Um, thanks for trying to get the truth out there and, and frankly, to help out some of these folks, not just the victims of these shootings, but the shooters themselves before they become shooters. That's what we need. So Sheila Matthews, God bless. Thank you for joining us today on state of the nation. Have a wonderful day. You too, guys. Very appreciative of both of you. Thank you. You got it. Take care. You are watching state of the nation on TNT. Today's news talk. We'll be back right after this. I'm Naheem Hines, professional football player and proud supporter of the Muscular Dystrophy Association. My mom was diagnosed with muscular dystrophy when I was 14, and I watched her struggle. But MDA helped her get the best treatments and care, and they also helped kids like my buddy Ethan. My name is Ethan, and I'm 12 years old. Thanks to the Muscular Dystrophy Association and people like you, I have more hope than ever before. From day one, they've treated me like family at my local care center. MDA is the only one that funds over 150 care centers across the U.S. to help provide state-of-the-art care for adults and kids like me. For over 70 years, MDA has been transforming the lives of people living with muscular dystrophy, ALS, and other related neuromuscular diseases. They fund the research for breakthrough treatments, care, and cures. And MDA provides support to thousands of families like mine and Ethan's in communities like yours. Thanks to MDA, kids and adults can live life to its fullest. Join us and learn more at MDA.org today. When the world's endangered animals need help most, when their lives are at greatest risk, when they would otherwise be lost, the International Fund for Animal Welfare is there, taking action to rescue the animals we love, to protect them and their threatened natural habitats. But the danger to animals the world over is growing, and the need for your help has never been more urgent. On land, you'll help stop poachers from threatening and killing elephants and big cats for the illegal wildlife trade. In the oceans, you'll help rescue dolphins, whales, and seals from deadly hazards. And you'll help rescue, rehabilitate, and release vulnerable animals when disasters strike. Here at home and around the world, we can't do this work without you. See how you can help animals and people thrive together at joinifall.org. Critically analyzing national affairs, this is State of the Nation on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Okay, this is uh, State of the Nation, and we're very happy to welcome our next guest, 2024 presidential candidate and founder and CEO of Gen the Generational Group and founder and lead pastor of Create Church. It's it's our good buddy. We haven't seen him in a while, Ryan Binkley. Ryan, uh, looks like you're on a plane there. I'm going to go ahead and assume that's not Air Force One, uh, but it is very good to see you. Not yet. Not yet. Uh, not yet. There you go. You're still Working hanging in it. there. 
Um, good to see you, man. What's what's going on in your world these days? Wow. Well, we're getting ready uh, for the biggest night. I mean, at the end of the day, we've been at this for a year and fighting away all for this one night. So uh, we just dropped some people off and some of the speakers off in Northern Iowa. I'm flying right back to uh, Sioux Falls, excuse me, Sioux City. And then we're going straight to Des Moines tonight. So hoping to have a great night, really praying that, you know, I would begin to hear the message that we're sharing. It's time for Iowa to speak up. And this is our story. So we're, we're ready for it tonight. All right. What are you expecting? I mean, uh, it's a cold, cold night. Let's address that first. Um, are you expecting the cold to interfere with the turnout at all, or is it going to be a packed house? I, mm, you know, it's, it's interesting. You know, this is a very uh, interesting campaign. You got a lot of emotional personalities out, but at the same time, there's a lot of elderly people here that just might pass on the night due to safety. So I would expect it to be a lighter turnout maybe 10 or 15% less than normal. But at the end of the day, I think a lot of people are going to show up here. Uh, there's a lot of passion. And but at the same time, a lot of people are undecided. So I'm not real for sure, but I would expect a little bit lower turnout than, than normal. Ryan, let me let me ask you, um, obviously your name is not in the news all the time. When people start talking about the Iowa caucus, the names that you hear invariably, of course, Trump, you're always going to hear Trump. Uh, and then it's Nikki Haley, and then it's Ron DeSantis. A lot of buzz about Vivek uh, Ramaswamy. Not so much about Ryan Binkley, but you've been out there working hard and talking to these folks. Uh, you say, "Hey, wait a minute! Don't forget about me. That something could be something big could be in the works here." Are you feeling fairly confident of that? Well, I am. I am feeling we're going to have a great night tonight, and here's why. You know, we've been spending advertising money really uh, for about the last seven weeks pretty heavily. We've been in people's, we have did a 12-city tour in the last 12 days. We've had, um, I had four or 5,000 people on a telephone call today. We're going to do it again at 5 p.m. on a telephone town hall. That's pretty impactful to have that many thousands of people. You know what it's telling you? There's so many still undecided. So the polls show, regardless of their first choice, even when they have a first choice, 30% of the first choice still are undecided or unsure or it's fairly open still. So we're going to speak to those people tonight. And I think the reason is, is because all across Iowa, you get this sense that something's missing. Something's missing in the candidates. It's their personality, their message, their platform. I think we all know there's something missing in our country. And I'm standing in the gap saying, listen, here's a different message for our nation. It's about stepping out of the fray. Quit vilifying each other. Let's go higher. Let's talk about our country, uniting our country. Let's get our country on track financially, but let's see the most hurting and do it the Republican way. Let's quit the games and let's go forward. And that's my message. And it's connecting to a lot of people. It's a spiritual revival. I'm a pastor, but I'm also a CEO. It's a financial revival and people are liking it. So my goal tonight, let's, let's, let's beat expectations. Let's get three or 4%. Let's get a delegate. Let's jump forward. Who knows what's going to happen? I've got bigger goals than that. We could really, really come. I'll call it the inside track in the horse race. Nobody's looking for us. We're going to sneak in and do something big. That's our plan. Absolutely. I hope so. I hope it goes really well tonight, and we can't wait to hear how it goes. You've been on a 12-city tour. What are you finding is resonating the most? I mean, what you just said right there is very impactful, and I know that resonates with a lot of us. But are there any other topics that you're finding really resonating? For example, maybe the border issue. You know, there is there is a big problem with the border. But let me tell you what's resonating right now. 
everybody knows this is a problem, but, but I think I'm the only one that's really got a solution for it. We have 50% of young people under 25 living with their parents. All you college students out there, that was not their financial dream to go to college and come home and live with mom and dad. So here's a problem. They can't afford rent. It's gone up 30, 40%. Jobs are tight. Citigroup just announced they're laying off 20,000 people, unloading another division that has 40,000 people. They're getting rid of 20 or 30% of their employees. This is the status of Bidenomics. Bidenomics is heavy debt, big stock market. But at the end of the day, the, the problem with debt is inflation goes up. And the only people that go up with inflation is if you own a business or a house or, or land. But these young people today and, and poor or the lower middle class don't. So renters are struggling. And so my message is this. We're going to balance the budget, but I'm not going to go after welfare programs right away. We're going after the biggest expense, healthcare. In fact, nobody can afford healthcare anyway. It's so expensive. 31000 a year for a family of four. I'm going after the monopolies of pharma, big insurance. We're going to get it down. We're going to, it's the biggest expense in the federal government. Four times as big as the military is what we spend out of there. And we're going to go after that, balance the budget, and take care of inflation. Because there's only one way to do it right, and that's the plan we put forth. Well, well, yeah, that's a big. I got it. I, I admire you, Ryan, because that is a big task, especially with taking on big pharma and healthcare. I mean, they've got some very, very deep pockets, and they're going to do everything in their power uh, to keep that message of yours from getting out. So I'm happy to see that you've got a that you've got a chartered plane there that you can get it out because they would do everything they could to stop it. Uh, there's no doubt about that. I mean, so so you're saying most of the folks that you talk to in Iowa on this cold, blistery January are basically saying, "Look, I am I am financially tapped out," uh, and the message of Bidenomics is, uh, regardless of what Joe Biden thinks, it's a loser, right? And not, not only that, a lot of people have hope in President Trump that he's going to do something. But listen, where's the plan you've heard from any candidate? And has any one of them said these words, I'm going to balance the budget? Has anyone said we're going to pay back our debt? And I want to tell you this. If they're not saying we're going to pay back our debt, you know what they're really saying? I'm going to default on the debt. And when they default on the debt, we keep printing money. I'm not saying that we're not going to pay our bills. What I am saying is, the dollars in your bank account and mine are going to be worth less and less every year disproportionately because wages do not go up with inflation. They've been lying to Americans for three decades. We haven't had a president since Ronald Reagan speak to this. And not only that, a president since Ronald Reagan that said, listen, let's go higher. Let's quit dividing our country. He, he argued with Tip O'Neill, but doggone it, he worked with them. And that's what we need, leaders that will legislate Leaders that have a message for urban America. You know what? What's the Republican message for our big cities and the poor cities of our country? We don't have one. I have one. It's called vocational trades and a volunteer movement. I'm not taking them off welfare right away. You know what we're going to do? We're going to give them a job, show them how to have a living wage, let them come off it organically and give them a dream for their life. There's a new day for America. That's the message we're sharing. And I'm excited to share it because people in Iowa, they're real. They're like you and me. These guys are not. I mean, there's so many that are like, Ryan, how do we come out of this? They're listening to big media, but I really believe there's a fraction of them and a good portion that wants something new. And I'm asking them to caucus for us tonight. 20 or 30% of Iowa is truly undecided. And you know what? A lot of them will decide this evening. Yeah. Well, it's going to be a big night and we're really happy to have you here with us today to help get the message out. You know, we're behind you. 
Um, you know, you talk about balancing the budget and paying back the debt. Um, the other industries, you know, going up, that's going up against pharma. That's going up against media. It's also kind of going up against the military industrial complex and a weaponized federal government. I mean, are you concerned about the, the David and Goliath story that that would turn into? Should you, should you get the seat? You know, I mean, it's kind of like uh, a lot of house cleaning needs to be done. Well, you know, America never looks up till it has to. You know, you, you look at 9-11. We were at a loss. And finally, we showed up at church and for the first time in my lifetime, but not since then. Uh, we went through a financial crisis in 07 and 08. Did we really change anything? The answer is no. We really did. We kept the same bad monetary policy with the Fed, printing money, easy money, quantitative easing. So much so we're at a loss. We saw these bank failures happen. So I'm gonna. this is what I'm going to tell America. Right now, we spend three times as much on prescription drugs than any nation in the world. Why? Why are we doing this? Why are we, you know why? They're giving money to politicians. Eight million dollars to Biden, two point nine Trump to Trump. Two thirds of Congress is bought by big pharma. I've got to give back to we the people. You know who's big, bigger than big pharma? The people of the United States. And I've got to tell them. I said, listen, you got to quit paying attention to those commercials. That those are taxpayer funded commercials. We're actually giving them tax breaks so they can. Air commercials is what they're doing. And so they're not even funding, helping fund their fair share. I will get rid of these loopholes. Amazon paid 6% on $35 billion in taxes. What was your tax rate? Was it 6%? Why in the no. world are we doing this? I mean, I, I've, I've got a problem, but I'm going to help solve it. And that's what I'm sharing with America. Well, Ryan Binkley, listen, we want to thank you for coming on. And we want to wish you the best of luck tonight. It would be great, and I, you know, I think you're realistic about it, but it would be great to see you get several percentage points. A lot of people turn out. These caucuses are kind of weird. People just show up, and they stand in a section, and I hope your section is full, Ryan. I want to thank you for coming on, and I hope that we can get you back on to discuss it again real soon. Absolutely. Well, you just set our goal. You know, let's get hey. a delegate tonight. Let's come out here and beat expectations because you know what's happening. Some people are moving out. DeSantis, a few others, Haley, maybe some people are going to be moving out. We're going to be moving up. That's our goal. Go to New Hampshire, South Carolina. I'd love to talk to you tomorrow or the next day going, hey, what happened here? I pray it's a great story. Thank you. Okay. Well, Ryan, uh, Ryan Binkley, thank you very much. Binkley2024.com. Binkley2024.com. Ryan, good luck tonight. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining us on State of the Nation. Take care, sir. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. Thank you very much. All thank right. you. Yeah, wow, right Steve. on. What a great call in from the jet. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, I think it's our first guest that's uh, uh that's broadcast live from a jet. And that that kind of explains why he's cutting in and out, but hey man, 2024 and we've got somebody on a jet doing a live stream. Uh, that's that's pretty interesting. Yeah, right here with us on today's news talk. Absolutely amazing. I mean, it's going to be cold out there tonight, but I think he's right. I don't think that's going to stop it from being a pretty packed event, Steve. I don't either. I, you know, I, I, I've been to Iowa. I've been to Dubuque. I've been to uh, uh, all, well, I've been all over Iowa. And I must tell you that uh, they are a hearty bunch out there. So, you know, they're going to they're gonna go out there and brave the snow and the cold uh, and, and stand by their man or woman. I, I will say that I think that Ryan was onto something when he said uh, the elderly may have an issue with this. That may be true, and that may explain some drop off. But wall to wall coverage, man. I, I got to think that if I'm an Iowan, 
I want to be at somebody's caucus uh, table tonight. Yeah, I'm, uh, normally I wouldn't watch things like this, streams of things like this, but uh, I'm going to be tuning in tonight and seeing what uh, what is being broadcast because it should be pretty interesting. Maybe we can even see him. Do you think the mainstream will show him? Do you think they'll even mention Ryan? I mean, he's deserving. If he gets a, a delegate, they will. If he gets a delegate, uh -huh. they will. And I'll tell you this too, uh, Hash, if DeSantis underperforms tonight, where does he go? He doesn't really have too many options. Um, you know, in the debate last this past week, uh, we saw Nikki Haley kind of snap on Ron DeSantis and say he's only angry about the donors because they've left him and they've come to me. Well, she wasn't wrong on that. The problem is a lot of the people that are going to be voting uh, don't really like the donor class too much. So who gives a rip where they went? But he's got to go to Nevada. He's got to go to New Hampshire. And then he's got to go to South Carolina. So if he doesn't really, really do well tonight, I suspect Ron DeSantis will be uh, walking the green mile politically as far as this race goes. Well, uh, Nikki Haley leaves a lot of open goals, so maybe he'll perform well there tonight. And uh, we can Vivek. have Ken Kuchin. Yeah, Vivek also, you know, but he, I don't know. Do you, do you, I'm seeing headlines saying that Vivek is losing steam. You know what I mean? Like I've noticed that, but not on social media, only in mainstream yeah. media. So it's like mainstream media says, oh, Vivek's sort of, you know, not really a thought right now. But if you look at him on X or, you know, you can find him uh, speaking in X spaces, you can find him, you know, footage of him just dropping, uh, you know, <laughs> pretty big truth bombs here and there you know i just saw him recently saying that you know they're they're never gonna let trump run like their whole the goal is here here is to disallow him from running you know one way or another and that leads to some other interesting conversations and topics and wargaming that we've brought up here on state of the nation in the past yeah it sure does but i will say this about vivek you got former representative uh steve king came out and endorsed him. Now, most people would think, oh, King is going to go with Trump. I mean, he was very much a Trump acolyte uh, back in 2016. And yet this time he's chosen Vivek Ramaswamy. Uh, he says it's because he thinks we need some fresh young blood, which I don't disagree with, but I don't think it's going to be Vivek. He may outperform tonight, uh, but he's not going to be the president. I mean, yeah. I want to I want to see that. <clears throat> I agree with him. I, I want to see that fresh young blood in the Senate. Why do we not see fresh young younger faces in the Senate? So many of these yeah. swamp creatures have been there their whole careers. And you know, it's like Joe, it's like I was saying about Joe Biden earlier. It's just like as a country, do we not know that that, that this guy is a liar, <laughs> a racist? I mean, the com the comments he made about not wanting his children to grow up in a racial jungle. While, you know, he was that guy. He was the guy that did the tough on crime bill. That guy. Uh, and now he's the open borders guy. I mean, oh, I guess, you know, I'll get said, hey, hash, well, people change. You know, they get older. They get a little more forgiving and whatnot. No, 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 not this guy. No. Go back and watch. Go back and watch him lie. Go back and watch him be racist. Go back and read his bills. Um, there's no, he is a, a lifetime, all right? This guy, a lifetime of stuff on the record that you can go back and look at if you really want to take a holistic view into who that guy is. Yep. 
Well, we'll take a holistic view of the results from the Iowa caucus tomorrow on State of the Nation. We want to thank you and all of our guests today and everybody back at the Mothership for making it happen today. We'll see you again tomorrow. Misty Winston is coming up next on TNT Today's News Talk. Good morning.